Welcome once again to this video cast on the Creator and the Created. Today we will be speaking about the last three attributes of God that St. Thomas Aquinas writes about in the first part of the Summa Theologiae. Now the first two are particularly, are particularly related, that of immutability and eternity. And the last attribute of unity will in a sense summarize all the attributes. After all, God, his diverse attributes are his oneself. We lost, we, we last saw, the time we were here last time, sorry, that God is everywhere. Even if he is not part of everything, even he, if he is not part of created reality. His boundlessness or infinity is not limited by creatures, not limited by the created universe. God is perfect because he is the plenitude of being, pure actuality, and he has no moral nor metaphysical needs at all that may give rise to a movement outside of himself. Nothing can perfect perfection. He only loves and desires himself perfectly, and even us in himself. God is simply, and thus God is unchangeable. Creatures need change. It is inscribed in their very being, in the very nature, in the way they are, in the way we are. Always moving towards a goal, a finality, an end, to come into existence, to grow in size and wisdom, to be better morally, to build structures for protection, always doing, always changing. God, on the other hand, is immutable. He already is and no perfection can be added to him. Pure actuality has no potency, no more capacity to be, to be anything more, for all perfections are already his. You can't make the perfect circle any rounder. In our human experience, we often remark how so many things are different from our childhood how they are not the same, how we miss what used to be and is no longer. Heraclitus, a pre-Socratic philosopher, said you can't stick your foot into the same river twice because of its flow, it is no longer the same river. The water you touched before is no longer there, it's down river somewhere. And he was right to emphasize a truth about reality, about change, but partly right in all of his philosophy. Things, reality, move and change, and we can measure this change and call it time. Even if we like to divide time into ages, into years, into epochs, the study of history, in the end, can't be scientific, never. For how can you study something contingent, something that existed and it needed not to exist and no longer does? 
Certainly, historical events lead to effects, but often we are unable to trace them, at least directly, we weren't there. With certainty, and even if we were there, we can't see all the causes. We can't trace such events, such effects, with certain back to their causes, with certainty. It's impossible. In the end, time is a continuous succession of happenings, of events, of coming forth, of becomings, coming out, in and out of being. These changes we can number according to an order, to what comes before and what goes after, the before and after. It has a beginning, it has an end, things do. We are always in this flow of becoming, in this beginning, this end, this one, this second thing that comes and goes. We're always thinking about a past towards a future in a present. But God just is, because he's not in time. He's outside of time. He's outside of succession. He's outside of of becoming he already is god does not change he fully is he is eternal no beginning no end no time saint thomas quotes boethius he quotes his definition of eternity which says eternity is simultaneously full and perfect possession of interminable life which means that god has a total perfection of perfection all at once, without succession, beginning nor end. There is no before and after in God, only God. It is seemingly impossible to understand this, at least with our experience, because we have no direct experience, nor can we have any direct experience of eternity. Even if we live forever in God, we will always be acquiring perfection in his, about, his, about Him, perfection in His knowledge and love. Even if this is without end, there's always succession. There's succession without end. It is, we are only capable of, as spiritual creatures, as the angels are, are of something called evi eternity and not of eternity that is proper only to God. So we have seen that all these attributes belong to the one God. He is. Thus, necessarily, He is one, the only one. To be and to be one is in the most perfect sense the same thing. They differ logically. Metaphysically, it's the same thing. We have seen previously when we talked about perfection, about the hierarchy of being, how some creatures are more perfect than others. Even the child knows that there is more beauty in the flower than in the rock, because objectively, there's more perfection in the animate than in the inanimate. No one gets the death penalty for shooting at rocks. But one does if he decides to shoot at people. 
True human dignity does not has a metaphysical base. It's not something that some NGO or legislator make, made up. The more perfect the creature, the greater it is one. Minerals can be cut into parts, but not animals. Division implies imperfection, contingency, capacity, or potency to be or not to be. Division, multiplication of numbers or essences or individuals always implies the one. The word many implies one, an origin or a unit of measuring the numerous many or others. You can have one without the many, but when speaking of many, the one is always at least implied. It needs to be there to speak of the many, of the multiplication of the one. God is simple. There is no division in him, no accidents to his substance, no matter, no potency, no difference between his essence and his act of being. He is. He is simply, perfectly, the only one that is good, infinitely, in all things, at all times, the same and one God. There's only one cause, one creator of all, one God. The existence of any other God would mean that there is perfection lacking in the other, in both actually, and they could not be at the origin of being, nor none could be pure actuality, none could be infinite, for it, that would be in a contradiction. You cannot have two infinites. It's impossible. There can only be one. And God is the one. In the following uh, videocasts, we'll be speaking about the life of God, about his divine wisdom and his incomprehensible love. We will speak about him who has created with a plan, with providence. So thank you for listening and until next Wednesday morning.